What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles welcoming you to another exciting installment of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me, as always, is a little bro shot, Jace. How you doing, bro? I am excited to talk about what we're about to talk about tonight. Yeah. Woohoo! We're just going to move on casually, quickly. The Niners lost. Screw the Rams. Let's go on to fun stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, last night... I was in this weird span of, I probably should go to sleep. It's 4.15. Go to bed. And I was tired and was like, but Boba Fett has a new episode. And I said, yeah, but I'm going to need to write it after I watch it. And then it's going to be like close to 6 o'clock and it's just going to be a mess. Go to bed. Be responsible. Go to bed at 4.15. And okay. go to bed at 4.15. Yeah. Oxymoron if there ever was one. Okay. Seriously. Just go to bed at 4.15. Chalk okay. it up. We'll do this the whole thing tomorrow. So my plan was to get up early-ish, watch it, and then get excited. But of course, because 4.15, I was super tired. Then get to it till way later. No, it's weird. I know. Super weird. And my buddies who... Like, I'm, I had this text there with my guys who... We just collect figures and talk about all kinds of pop culture stuff. They were like, avoid Book of Boba Fett spoilers. And I was like, I already planned to. Because the internet sucks. Social media blows. Everybody's like, I saw it now. I'm going to tell everybody about it. Those guys suck. So I steered clear. And then you text me. And we're like, you watch Boba Fett yet? And I was like, I feel slightly judged. No. I'm finishing up my image comic book reviews. And he says, screw the image reviews. Watch Boba Fett. Hey. I like Image, but, yeah, in that. Well, I was almost done, and I like to get it right before people go to the comic shop at noon. So I finished them, and then I went to Book of Boba Fett. And 20 minutes in, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. I'm so glad I didn't stay until 4.15 because I would still be awake, hyped up on this episode. So I chose correctly. Even though I had delayed gratification. And I am so glad I upheld my social media embargo. Because I would have been so pissed if jerk-offs were telling everybody and I happened to come across it. And some news headline from some site that I visit goes, All the spoilers with all the thumbnails of all the characters that showed up. That would have blown and they would have been added to my block list. But let's talk about this episode. I actually put this on totally unintentionally. I mean, there was no like, oh, let me, let me put this on after. No, I did. I had it on even before I watched mm. Boba Fett. And I was like, this is great. I don't need to put on another shirt for the episode. So, <laughs> let's start with last week's semi-cliffhanger. Finnick came to Boba, Boba, to Mando, oh. and said... Do you want to just say... Do you want to just say, hey, it's spoiler times. If you have not watched the episode, change whatever you're doing. Go watch the episode. Then come back to us. Yes. That's your last warning. This is all going in full-fledged with spoilers. Then it came to Manda last week on the Mandalorian Season 3 premiere slash episode. No, 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 no. It's episode 5. Book of Boba Fett. I, I know you get confused. I, I can see how that happened. But yeah. yeah. It actually is Book of 
Boba Fett. Right. <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. But she was like, Boba needs your help. Man, I was like, no problem. I got him. I owe him. He's my dude. This one's on the house. And I, I got I don't have anything to do anyway. But first, I've got to go see a little friend. And I'm thinking the next episode, we're not going to see Mando because this is like their way to kind of get him off the off the show and get us excited about Mandalorian season three. And he's just going to come back later. Like, oh, shoot, did I miss the whole fight? My bad. Let me go help you go on your revenge quest. That wasn't the case at all. And John Favreau wrote this episode. Dave Filoni directed it. And that, well, I didn't know because they put the credits afterwards. But after the episode, it's like, that makes sense of everything. This was so well done. Clearly, these two master architects of Star Wars post-Return of the Jedi, or I'm sorry, post-Revenge of the Sith, had all this stuff coming. And they had us. They got us. We were covered. No need to worry. So we don't get we don't get Boba Fett. We don't get Fennec waiting on Boba or Mando. I don't know why I keep confusing these two all of a sudden. Instead, we go back to Tatooine. And my man Cobb Van is chilling. He sees some pikes doing some damage. And I was so excited to see Cobb because I thought he was such a cool character. Timothy Oliphant was just he has that rugged cowboy thing. And this is not a hard ask for the guy who's the star justified to play a marshal in space. Did you notice like he has like the little limp in his walk he like the does, old veteran? He's, he's like, like trying to hey, I'm the sheriff in there. Like, but don't don't get it twisted. I, I can I can lay down the law, but I ain't rushing. Hey, I get you when I get to you, you you're getting taken care of. Yeah, he's like, listen, let's try this out with it. You guys didn't know where you were going. We'll just wrap it up. And they're like, nah, we got this dude. And then he just pulls a quick quick draw marshal thing or sheriff. I was like, man, this is great. I, I thought that when he showed up last season, it was one of the best additions to the, to the world they'd already created from season one. And I was like, man, he's so cool. I don't even mind him rocking Boba Fett's armor. And then it was like, well, Boba Fett's actually alive, so he needs his armor. But just seeing him again, I was like, this is great. And this is where Mando is going to get some help from. And we're going to see those guys come back. But it's like so much more. And that was like just just the the slightest knock on every, not knock, the slightest hint of amazing things that were to come in this episode. Where it's like, oh, oh, next scene, we see Mando going to a semi-familiar looking place. And where was that location? Do you remember? I think this is the same place from episode seven. What? Uh, we'll we'll deal with that later. But oh, okay. Uh, yeah, what? Yeah. what are you talking about? I never, I've never seen that place before. I was uh, like, oh, good planet. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, we're actually going to see this. And then I we they show the shot of R2 and I'm like whoa are you really about to do this here because I've really given them like a, a pass like a super major hall pass like it's okay guys I know you can't do this so yeah I dropped off the thing to Grogu I'm back and ready okay cool you know you saw him off camera and that's fine but they're like nah 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 it's all on camera here player and I was like Yo, well, if, if we're seeing R2, 
then that means we've got to see the Jedi. See, not, I mean, like, it, it was at that point you're like, when you see R2, you're like, no, 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 y'all playing around. Y'all, like, you can't be here, right? You're, you're, I don't, I mean, I know, I know this is a, uh, this is, this is just a shot that we're, you know, gonna go back to Boba Fett, you know, come back in next episode. Like, you're not giving what we're about to see here. I mean, like, y'all, y'all, y'all got that extra, like, actual awesome Star Wars moment. You know, so yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all are good. Y'all don't have to re- recreate that wheel. Right, because it's like, how are you going to top the season finale of Mandalorian? Because it was the most, one of the top five best Star Wars moments on small or big screen. And it was just like, yes. And then it's like, yeah, that wasn't a one-off. We actually know what we're doing. And we're about to show you Luke Skywalker training Grogu. And it was like, yo, we're actually going to see some of this? (laughs) <laughs> it was, I don't know, man. I was, I was geeked out, like totally, like, yo. And then I remember a lot of people, all the experts, you know, before, you know, they started reading websites and getting their comments and opinions formed off of other people's comments. Everybody was geeked out about Luke Skywalker. Then two weeks later, yeah, well, his, the special effects on Luke weren't that great. The CGI was kind of sketchy, and blah blah blah. blah. Like, oh, okay. No, no, no! I'm sorry. Just stop. Like, it just. I mean, that I, I can't even like. What? What tr- internet troll decided to say? Oh, that that didn't look like Luke Skywalker. I'm just it was like, troll. it wasn't a troll. People were just like, well, maybe it wasn't as great as it was when we were caught up in our euphoria of seeing Luke Skywalker do some major damage and save the day. And so, there was a guy on YouTube who actually did some more work on the Luke scenes from Mandalorian and showed how he could improve on them. And he did. He did a better job than what we saw on, on Mandalorian. And they hired him, Lucasfilm. Because they are like, you know what? We don't need to have you as some competitor. We'll just bring you on and do better. And so I would assume that guy was very responsible for the work we saw with Luke Skywalker. Because it wasn't uh, a couple of lines. It was Full out. Yeah, Luke Skywalker is a character on this episode. And he's not in the shadows. We're not hiding him. He's here. And it was so cool. Well, it was funny, like, because I I, I saw this last week. And I was like, even hearing this is like, the actor who uh, was in the X-Wing beside the the second X-Wing guy was actually like, oh, yeah, that's the guy, the body double for Luke. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're still not, you, you just, just hired him just randomly. You, you're not actually going to use him. But then it's like, no, 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 we actually have a full episode of deep fake Luke Skywalker looking like Luke Skywalker out here. And you're, you're going to just be like, once again, wow, how do we, we do stuff that actually our fans want to see? We're pretty cool wild concept but you know what's gonna be cool is i think for you know like the generations of kids watching star wars after who aren't gonna know there's a gap between like 30 years worth of gap between empire i'm sorry return of the jedi and where we are now they're just gonna be like yeah that's what it looks they're not gonna know that this is all CGI and just some crazy, amazing advances in technology. They're just going to take it like it is. 
you know how like I was just like you know how like Attack of the Clones. I mean like everybody was like complaining about the prequels. Oh, the technology was good, but it wasn't great. And I'm like, I I always thought it's okay. It's it, it, you know the story has come along a lot way. This is technology that blends seamlessly with all the other Star Wars technology, so it's going to look very good in continuity. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, of course, 30 years, yeah, everything will look dated. They'll come up with some wacky 9K or 20K, but this right here, I'm, I'm, I mean, it, it works seamlessly. I, I would really appreciate it, how they did that technologically. Yeah, and it, and it was it was so cool hearing Mark Hamill and the distortion, however they're doing it. It's like this greatest magic magic trick that I have no interest in knowing how they did any of it because I just felt like I'm nine years old watching Luke Skywalker as a Jedi training a little Yoda looking deal even having him in the backpack and running I was like yo this is amazing this is like the best thing ever he's training him and and he's talking he's not I don't know I just really thought it was cool and then when I thought it couldn't get any cooler Mando wakes up from his nap because he's just been like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll make use of this little constructed bench these robot droids have put together here. And he wakes up and Ahsoka's here. I'm like, oh my gosh, what? You got you to gotta prep people for that. You can't just spring up, you know, you know, random Luke Skywalker and Grogu. Oh, hey, Ahsoka's just chilling here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Simmer down. Bring it down. Let us have a 20-minute gap before we're like, all right, wait, awesome times awesome. Like, no, come on. Yeah. And then it, it was like, yeah, Luke's guy. I was like, oh, she's talked to Luke already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you were just thinking you all were strangers in the night, never actually seeing each other. That, that's what, like, in my head, like, oh, of course, you know, so, because, you know, she's not a Jedi anymore. She said, hey, Grogu, I, I can't do it, but I'm sure somebody else can. But it's not like, Oh, I'm actually, hey, Luke, hey, you know, hey, uh, I'm talking to Princess Leia, you know, while you're running the galaxy. Hey, can your brother go train this dude for us? It's like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, our geek out moments are just. I don't care. This is going to be a full on <laughs> geek out episode. And, you know, it's just the way it is. But, oh, man, it was so cool. And then then he brings out the little laser training thing. And Grogu's like, whoa, now, now I'm learning how to jump. I get it. But. But first, but first, because I feel like I missed this part. Grogu had his flashback, and we got to see more of the invasion of the Jedi Temple from Grogu's perspective. And just the 501 first, just tearing through Jedi. Oh, man. And in Revenge of the Sith, George Lucas decided it was better to leave it up to our imagination for the most part, and seeing it slightly from a distance. Like, we don't really see them killing a bunch of Jedi, but that scene made them look like a nightmare army just coming in and brrr, just shooting away and blasting, and three Jedi side by side by side trying to hold them off. And, oh, man, it was like, this is wild. This is this is the wholesale slaughter of the Jedi. Like, they, that was Vader's fist in, like, the actual, like... <laughs> What we saw from Battlefront uh, 1, I guess, from the PS3 or something like that. That was the guys taking on the Jedi Temple and doing horrible things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... And you see why Grogu was traumatized. Hey, again, I, I'm, I'm sleeping my little Panama... I mean, you know, my thing for the next 10 years, too. Sheesh. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm good with y'all. Like, that, that was a little traumatic for me, too. Exactly. So, we got that. 
Mimi's learning how to jump thanks to the laser training droid. And then we see Ahsoka and Luke actually interact on screen. And she goes, you're so much like your father. It's like, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like, like, wait, you guys are actually having to talk? Uh, okay. Yeah, this this episode, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I'm going to need an episode of Ahsoka actually showing her meet Luke for the first time because I really want that. And I mean, now the, I mean, you have an Ahsoka TV show. It's not like, hey, you want to get this film right quick? All we, I mean, because it's like all the same pieces. Like, hey, just put this cameo or this scene into another episode. We're good to go. Right. Like, yeah. 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 It's like, I mean, just like, like in the title, Luke. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I'm not going to be there for Ahsoka's show anyway, but that was so like, oh man, you guys are doing so much stuff that I wanted to see. And let me put this out for you. Has there been a better job of restoring a franchise to its luster, lost luster than The Mandalorian and the back end of the Clone Wars that we got since Disney Plus started. I don't think any franchise has ever been in such disrepair like Star Wars was after the fan fiction movies. I think everybody was about to write the whole franchise off. That's when, like, it when I think Kathleen Kennedy said, "Hey, we're we're going to focus more on the small screen of TV." We're like, "Oh gosh, thank you, because you you touch another Star Wars movie that we're, you're going to see some you want to see some numbers going in the trash." Man, put that out there. And now, after Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, we're like, I don't know if I trust you guys, but I actually may give you a chance now, as long as it's in two people's hands. If it's this directed by, written by, creative producers, executive producers, no one else touched this. We got yeah. If anyone else touches it, we're like nope, 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 nope. If these two direct it, or write it, or co-produce it, executive produce it, we're like yes, we will buy onto this episode, whatever you're calling it, and it better be called episode seven. <clears throat> so I'm this watching the amazing work they did on Luke. I'm kind of feeling well. This looks really good. So good, in fact, that where I once was, man, what a missed opportunity. I'm starting to think there is a very distinct possibility if they wanted to, if they really felt confident, they could do a movie out of Air to the Empire in a trilogy, not a movie. They could do that using deep fake loop. And I don't know how much more money they would have for a movie because these shows look great, but... Dude, I I would so pay real money, go to a real theater in a pandemic to watch Heir to the Empire as a trilogy. Again, let me let me say this, and I and I said this before. If they use the Ahsoka series to set up Heir to the Empire, I'm locked in. I'm just not a you. You have no chance of keeping me out of the theater on that one. Like. If, if, if you want to make a movie, it's like, because in that one, Han is not at big a point in that. And I think we can, I mean, like, we've done very well on the deep fake technology where we could use, I mean, like, uh, Billy Lord 
as Princess Leia or right. however whoever was the actress who did it. Yeah, she could stand in for her mom basically. And Harrison Ford doesn't seem like he hates Star Wars, so I'm sure they could just do whatever filtering technique to get back to a Return of the Jedi Empire Strikes Back voice for Han Solo. I'm just like, man, this this makes me greedy for the one Star Wars trilogy that was so amazing that just felt like it was never going to be more than just a great series of books. I've actually watched a few YouTube videos that actually play it out. I was like, man, but now it's a little bit like kind of dated now. And I'm kind of like, I want Lucasfilm to try to tackle it because I feel like they could do it. Like, I would have been fine if they did, like, a Clone Wars Rebel-style animation for it. But now, seeing what they're doing with live action, I mean, we could just defake three characters in Lando. And, shoot, we could hire other people for these other folks. Everybody else is new roles. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there is, I mean, like, Jor- uh, Joroth, new character. No, Nobody's ever done him. Uh, Thrawn, we're about to get him in Ahsoka. Uh, we have we have somebody playing Chewbacca, and everybody else, and that's it. I mean, and, and, and everybody for the Empire. That's every, and those are all new characters. So, I mean, Mary Jace. Like, I mean, Mary Jace, an easy new character. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like that. That is, it's like a central character. And, you know, finishes the whole. <laughs> that that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just. I mean, I have my issues with seven, eight, nine. But I really feel like they could just be like, all right, listen, Heirs to the Empire. We don't even need to call it episode whatever. Just episode Heirs to the Empire Part One. And just just go I mean, from there. I mean, you could just. I mean, you could literally just name it the Thrawn trilogy if you need to. Yeah, whatever. I, I mean, just straight up saying. Totally down for it. Yeah. So that and I. And that would be the one. It's like if you want to see all of your fan get back, right there. And I, I don't. I mean, just done. Yeah. And especially the technology and just all you have to do is just keep on this face, you get everybody back. Yeah, I think so. No with no question either. It would be a really easy thing to do. So Mando is confronted with this dilemma. Should I give the gift? Also, I don't know if I gave it up enough to the armor for wrapping up the the gift <laughs> in a Grogu presentation. I mean like I know this is like, oh that's cute, but man kudos for presentation on that and so he was like well I've got this gift I want to give him and Ahsoka's like yeah but it's going to mess up his training and Amanda decides I'm not going to mess up his training I'm going to roll and that was really nice because we got to see how close they bonded I mean not that that was some mystery but it was just further confirmation that these guys had a really tight bond and they mattered to each other and then Grogu notices when he's leaving, and he's like, oh, and Luke's like, eh, okay. But yeah. it was just, I really loved that. The whole interaction with them being further explored in the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> and um, I just love how they don't care. Like there's, like, there's no borders, no boundaries between these shows. What happens in Mandalorian can take part and really lead the way for Book of Boba Fett and vice versa. You know, I think that was. I think it probably had a lot to do with how they wrote the contracts for these guys. Because like the CW, whenever they do a crossover, they get a kind of a bonus to do a crossover. So they probably wrote and like say, okay, 
here's how we can have a real connected universe. You pay per episode, no matter the show. So we don't have to bump you up. So we can't do episodes like this. So it's like, hey, we need you for two episodes of Book of Boba Fett. Okay, cool. Instead of, hey, so how, how much more money am I going to get for this? It's like, it's written in your contract. Like, hey, you want to do it, you're cool, but there's no up, upper, upward pay scale for, you know, making cameos or taking the whole episode over. <laughs> so then Ahsoka talks to Luke and it's like, well, you know, he gave him something. Luke's like, eh, I don't know about this. And I love how they didn't make Luke a bad guy, kind of like trying to force Grogu to choose. And he's just like, all right. And he didn't just take the gift and throw it into the to the water. He was like, all right, whatever. Also, speaking of the water, it was so cool watching Luke go, check this out. It gets all of the fish up out of the water. It just kind of spins them around like they're on a little, I don't know, big invisible rotisserie wheel and it's like this is what you could do Grogu if you just rock with me and it felt like Luke was getting a chance to do a little Jedi flex like Yoda was doing with the ship oh word your ship suck no problem dude I got you and, and Luke was able to do that there so that was really fun to see too yeah it's like I, I also liked how they were using like Yoda's teaching to Luke and he was actually like parroting it back like no nah, this was in riddles but you know it was like, you know, they'd actually watched the, you know, movie and actually liked them. But, you know, refreshing, you know, when they have Luke Skywalker on TV <laughs> or in movies. Or anything where he's not stupid. Um, but it was... Like tables in the trash. Yeah. And, yeah. What are you doing? Um, so then Mando goes and he pays a cam... He, you know, we get our cameo from Boba Fett this episode. And he's like... <laughs> Basically, <laughs> hey, what's up, dog? And Finnick is is plotting a strategy, and and Bo was like, "We need a garrison." And Man was like, "No problem. I know I've been off world, but I can find a garrison for you." <laughs> it was just, it was so cool because we got this army of Boba Fett, and everybody just sitting around the table like uh, like Attack of the Clones, where they're having their conference sessions on how they're going to destroy the Republic, and we kind of see that repeated here and you know how much Filoni and Favreau love the prequels and how much care and craftsmanship they adhere to with those because they really always look to those as their guide and how they devoted their treatment of characters and just how they handled things from that from those prequels where a lot of people are kind of dismissive they're like nah these are good stories we can do a whole whole lot with this you're going to see, and we'll talk about Clone Wars later, but you just see it in everything and just how they reference it and, and how they treat it with respect and not as a joke. Um, but that was nice. And then the Mando's out again. And we don't need to see any more Boba Fett because they figured out what George Lucas knew back with the original trilogy. Boba Fett's a cooler character the less we see him. So, less is yeah, he's way less is more. And we don't have to have him talking the whole time. He can just pop in, pop out, because Mandalorian's where, I mean, that's the, if you were to pinpoint one character, maybe it's Grogu, maybe it's Mando. But those are the two that really breathe new life into Star Wars. And I don't think that's an exaggeration to say that they were the ones where the joint was on life support, and they were like, boom, they jump-started the whole thing all over again. 
Sorry. I mean, hey, I mean, just think of how how few um, of the fan fiction movie merchandise you see, but I can go to Costco or someplace and see a, a Grogu action figure, and I'm like, I mean, animatron. I'm like, hmm, I have no space for that, but could I put it somewhere? We'll see. Yeah, they had. I was at Target today. They had a Grogu Valentine's Day art, and it's like, man, I wonder at what point they realize, oh man, Mortimer, we're back. Again, they 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 went back to the old formula. Like, okay, cute action, cute thing that people can like, and not and make not annoying. Go, yeah, Grogu. Okay, cool. And Let's go. Works. So then Boba, Boba, I keep doing this. Mando, Mando like, Boba, you know, we're watching the Boba Fett show, and I get like kind of like all messed up because we're not focusing on Boba whatsoever. Mando flies out, and I love that he crosses over the sand crawler with the Jawas with the dragon skeleton, and they're like, hey, okay. But I love that. It's just like because they wouldn't have finished that off anytime soon. They still got a lot of work on that dragon, and so that was cool. Then. Mando is like, hey, what's up, Cobb? I need some help, man. Cobb Vanth has such a cool vibe where he's just laid back and chilling and it's whatever. And Mando goes, hey, man, how have you been since you don't have that armor anymore? Cobb goes, a lot more careful. <laughs> it's just so dead. Just He just has a cool cowboy vibe. And that's something that I don't know if that was like their super intent, like we gotta make him a cool cowboy. But he he does it so effortlessly that he's just like, yeah, he really fits into this this corner of Star Wars where he's a marshal and he he doesn't feel like a a genre transplant. It feels like a total western anytime we see him show up. Uh, I mean, I mean, when you see, I mean, again, this is like the whole Mandalorian payback tour which is like okay i mean like i'm appreciating this uh we're, we're getting these nice callbacks and it's like again as we said last week we're like you know that that's a show that seems like you know rangers of new republic we're like oh man you sure we can't get that and but and then you bring him back i mean you know we we don't have like all these scripts and knowing all this stuff so it was really cool to just see like oh okay you brought him back and we're just hoping, like, oh, okay, what's you guys going to bring next? I mean, there's some other folks you could call on the horn. Just, you know, just saying. Yeah, I mean, there's Grief and there's Kara, who we're not going to see. And it's kind of funny because that would ordinarily be the first person you would think that he would go to, or, or Grief Kara. And, but Cobb makes sense because he doesn't have to travel off-world to, to get that help. And He's got a whole town of people he's fought beside, so he's like, yo, get your people to help, and we're going to do this thing. Your whole town technically owes me, just saying. Yeah, just, just putting it yeah. out there. And then, I'm like, wow, what a great episode. I'm so satisfied and happy with this thing. Let me just lean back, take it easy. But then, I mean, all I was missing was the, no, 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 and then the tumbleweed rolling through. Cobbless out in the distance. There's just some dude walking. And I'm like, does this dude have a cowboy hat? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I was like, no, you are not. No, you are not, Book of Boba Fett. And Cad Bane strolls in the joint. And he's, hey, we've got the same voice actor, Corey Burton. 
doing the voice for him. So he's got that sinister vibe and he is just so menacing and so threatening coming in. And like the Pike Syndicate doesn't want you guys to help Boba Fett. Bounce. But didn't didn't you love how they waited the longest to reveal? You heard the voice. You're like, I think I know. But it was that very cool Western cowboy hat. You're just like, is that? I I think it is. And he just kind of reveals it. Yeah, it is. It was like, yo, this episode is awesome. (laughs) I I, I didn't have any suspicion. The second I saw the cowboy hat, way the distance, it. oh, man. This guy has a cowboy hat and trench coat. They're bringing Cad Bane into this joint. This is wild. I mean, just like, I mean, just like, wait, we've already had Grogu, Luke, Ahsoka, Manda. Oh, and now you're giving us live-action Cad Bane looking like Cad Bane, not some... It's just broke Cad Bane. I mean, that was Cad Bane in real life. It was like, I mean, the, make, the makeup and just like, mm, the eyes, I'm like, wow. Yeah, it was the teeth, too. The teeth were like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Now, listen. Like, and you're like, this is a dude you think about before you talk to, kind of reckless. Alyssa from Married at First Sight, this is a guy with bad teeth. Just FYI. <laughs> so... He he is really threatening, and he's the kind of like, this can go one of two ways. I may just walk off, or I may kill somebody. And Kyle was like, I don't want to get killed today, so why don't you, why don't we call this thing a night? And his jittery deputy is so trying to come out there. He he wants all of the Cad Bane smoke. He wants all of it. And then, I told you what his name was, right? No. Hot Rod. It really was Hot Rod. I'm joking. Out of the way, Hot Rod. Because he was trying to get Prime Cobb killed. And so then he reaches for his gun, and then Cad Bane just like, he shoots Cobb first. I'm assuming it's just the arm and the shoulder, but then he just mercilessly walks up, guns down. I mean, he just should have gone. Yeah, he, he, he left no like thought that yes I know uh, this is what you try when they're, when they're men having a duel and you try and shoot from the side here is the repercussion you have it looks like yeah yeah well second thought you may want to write this down so I assume from everyone coming in all the Freetown folk checking in on them that Cobb was still alive and they- hey Cobb said he's more careful now, so he doesn't have body armor everywhere, but it is some armor to make sure he didn't have these issues. That's probably very true. So, yeah. But but Deputy, he's dead. He's a dead deputy now. With the the tip of our hat to him, thanks for being there and showing up. And then, you know, that's like, wow, okay, y'all have gone pretty hard now. Then we get one more. And then the Pike Syndicate decide to visit the cantina. And Gasper, that's her name, right? I think so. Yeah. And she's like, what are these dudes doing? I don't know. And then the droid's like, oh, you forgot your... And he's like, boom. I mean, we're... that was some straight mob moment there. Yeah, that, the Pike Syndicate has laid claim to this planet. It is a spice territory now. Yeah. Like, don't get it twisted. You go against them, it's very much like, as the, as the Fed said, we see where the landscape's going to go and Y'all, y'all got this. We we don't need Tatooine no more. We're good. Thank this, you. This is smoke that we want zero parts of. 
It's like these these pikes do not play fair. Like we are out of here. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're we're perfectly fine. So unless our boy uh, has Paul Atreides coming through to help out, he may need some more help. Right. I mean, there's this. I think he's got a couple friends that can still crawl. Possibly. Maybe. That's like, I mean, Maybe. Maybe. It's still some of them old bounty hunters running around. Maybe. They always work, they work for credits. So, yeah, but before we get there, Luke shows back up again. It's like, what? Oh, still more gifts. And speaking of gifts, he's got two for Grogu, but he can only choose one. On one hand, he's giving him Bilbo Baggins' shiny Mithril shirt. <laughs> Best car. Remember, not Mithril. Best car. <laughs> Listen, she could have, I mean, Grogu's only like yay big. She could have filled that in so it didn't look like he just swiped it out of Bilbo's closet, okay? <laughs> Yoink! I'm collecting this bounty from the Shire. Shire. Baggins! So, Gollum told me to collect this bounty. <laughs> or, you can get Yoda's lightsaber. And... He's basically, Luke is going, you can get with this, or you can get with that. And he's explaining, it. you're, you're going to be super old. This, this bounty hunter friend of yours is going to die long before you. So, you know, you can have attachments, you can have crew, you can have a family, or you can just rock and be Jedi student number one. You know, I was like, I was like, kind of like, wait, even his... I mean, again, I'm all on the whole not... I thought he would have learned from the whole mistakes of the Jedi Order. It's like, the attachment parts aren't bad. It's just when you go overboard on the attachment, that's where things go haywire. But it was like, well, your attachments, you're going to be mourning these people a whole lot more than a regular person who might just die in, you know, a normal span. It's like, if you get attached, that might mean you still haven't even been able to talk yet. I mean, you're, you're so junior in your lifespan... Like, Yoda can, you know, kind of hold conversations, hold the whole Jedi Council, but you still haven't got to that. So it's like, you got a long way to go. So your attachment's way more difficult to deal with. You know, it could lead you down a, a dark path, you know, because you're missing Mando and, you know, all the people who killed Mando are the enemy of the galaxy. And who knows how much force power Grogu's running with. Maybe Grogu is actually Snoke. Okay, so now it's time to talk about this real quick. What? Snoke? I feel as if the Star Wars TV shows are so good. The Mandoverse basically saves Star Wars in terms of its forward progression and movement to be anything in pop culture going forward. And I'm kind of wondering if they don't need somebody from D.C. to come by and create a crisis event that wipes out episode 7, 8, 9 and just resets it so that doesn't happen. Because there are things that are kind of, they have to happen that I don't think are for the best for Star Wars in general. I feel like there's only but so far they can go to go, okay, well, Luke eventually has to leave everybody and Han and Leia have to split and all this other janky stuff has to happen. So we can set up this stuff from seven, eight, nine. But okay, you know how like we always say like you could fill in the thirty years or so from uh, uh, Revenge of the I mean twenty years from like Revenge of the Sith to 
uh, Return. I mean, uh, what's that? Star Wars. I mean, well, not, New Hope. What not? Nineteen years. It would be like what? Thirteen because of Rebels. Well, I, I'm just no. I, I never the the age doesn't always work because it's like Princess Leia. I'm assuming is in her twenties or something. Like no, she would have to be like nineteen. Same as Luke. Yeah, I mean that's why I said like eighteen in, in, in that in that realm of there is that gap, and we can always fill in all of the stuff. Rebels does a great job of fleshing that out. Um. I mean, excellent job. There's no, I mean, that, it's like, Clone Wars helps you fill in a little more with that. I mean, j- just because it's two seconds after Revenge of the Sith, they'd help they get you a next piece. But getting from the Mandoverse to the fan fiction movies is a jump like, you can explain, You. I mean, you guys probably are excellent storytellers that you could make some Incredible story, but it's like, do you really want to? It's almost like that. Getting to that point, you could flesh out all the story, and it's still a bad story to get to. And it's like, why do we want to get to a bad story when we can just not? Like, just say, I think you you joked about it uh, when we were on the phone. It's like that Luke wakes up from a dream and said, "Oh gosh, did you? You know what I dreamed? I actually had. I mean, I had. You know." You know, Han, your son killed, you know, almost killed your son. Oh, gosh. Like, just that. Just like, hey, we can wipe that away. It is no one beside, I'm sure, the actors are like, that's their most beloved Star Wars. Because it's like. Some people yeah. that love those movies. I just, I am so far away from that category that I'm just like, wow, okay, good for you. If you like those movies, more power to you. You know what? Hey, I mean. Hey, some people like the, uh, what is it, the Kelvin timeline and then Star Trek. I like it, but I also enjoy the original Star Trek's timeline, too. So, Well, the good thing about Star Trek was they set it up so you could, like, it wasn't a, if you like this one story, this is the same story, and you just have to go along with it. And I think they did a really smart thing of, this is a totally different deal from what you've loved before. Yeah. Like this, I think because they, they try it's the hodgepodge nature of you know those fan fiction movies. It's like I don't I don't I think it's a business decision. You have to say, hey, I know you guys love these, but just like all of us who loved uh, the Thawne trilogy, all of us who loved the Darth Revan slash Revan storylines. And you call those all legends from now? I think it's time to consider, like, hey, do we consider fan fiction movies legends plus? And just go from there. It's like, hey, we can, we can, we can, we can be second fiddle for Marvel on pop culture, or we can take back number one. What do you guys want to do? I feel like with the with the Thrawn trilogy, there is a very strong chance because. We don't have a new Avengers movie on the horizon. There's no news on Fantastic Four and X-Men. They could, if they were to do that. Mm-hmm. But, all right. that That is, as always, way more than I thought we'd talk about Star Wars. Shocker. Um, <laughs> we're going to do something real soon, either next week or two weeks. This is the 20th anniversary, which I can't believe, of Attack of the Clones. And that is the most divisive 
before. Let's say it's the most divisive of the prequel films. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in, in long form format. But for now, who's your dummy of the week, bro? Oh, I mean, uh, I know we've been talking Star Wars all day, but the other big news today was the uh, unveiling of the new Washington football team's name. And they are now known as the Washington Commanders. Uh, seriously, I, I'm not going to lie. I know you had like that whole bucket of uh, impossible names and you just drew one out of a hat. But that was not the right call. You, that's that's one of those. You see, in the bucket, is that how that worked? Like oh yeah, it was a it, it was a double blind. They couldn't possibly have saw it with that was. And when they pulled it out, like commanders, and you're like commanders, huh? Commanders, like like kind of let it roll around in your tongue a little bit. Com- Washington commanders. Yeah, no. Next, like that is what should have happened, and not. Not because not before you started making logos and all the other like nah it's just nah that's the next one like my we'll, we'll go back to John too. My favorite part of the logo is just the W. Like why not make a boat? You know like Washington crossing just to show that commander thing. Nah, dude, we're just throwing up the W and <sighs> hoping nobody notices how we spent two years. Maybe. It was like wait a second, wait. We're supposed to come up with this logo. We need to come up with a logo and a team name. Dude, I thought I thought we were just doing name. Why did oh gosh. Oh man. Art. Do we have any? Do we have any art? Yes. It's just the same W we used. <laughs> Go with it, okay? I didn't want to pay more for the premium package of clip art. Okay, <laughs> just, just gonna have to go with what we got here. <laughs> just work with it. You know. <laughs> I had a different W in mind, but just after saying that all out loud, I have to concede that they are clearly the the undisputed dummy of the week with that. Two years, and we get the most slapped together thing. They can't even keep the unveiling a secret. Drone footage has the commander's name prominent. No subterfuge. No, ha, we got you. It's really the Washington Admirals. And our mascot is doing this the whole time. Nah, son. Just, just W. Yeah. Just dumb. Just, just dumb. Just dumb. Congratulations, Washington Commanders, name selectors, name generators. You are the dummy of the week. All right, well, that's it for us. We're going to be back next week. Either talking Attack of the Clones or this ridiculous, likely season finale of The Book of Boba Fett with probably a guarantee with five whole minutes of Boba Fett. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I think that's probably a safe bet. Makes then, one shot. He just takes out the Pike leader and just goes back on his throne. Yeah. So then we begin our countdown to Obi Wan Kenobi, which I cannot wait for. Well, bro, shot. Thank you as always. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode allows movie files has been filed.